Hello, I'm attorney Stephen R. Golden of Stephen R. Golden and Associates. Our firm is a full-service law firm dedicated to the middle class and businesses. We excel in areas of business and real estate, law, and litigation. Our firm can also reduce your debt through negotiation or bankruptcy. Our attorneys have experience in wills, trusts, and probate, helping you to maintain your family's wealth and pass it on to your loved ones without taxes. For a free consultation, give us a call at 626-228-2710. That's 626-228-2710. 626-228-2710. Time to dive into another hour of Living by the Word, and it is sponsored by the Friends of Living by the Word Ministries on 99.5 KKLA. Living by the Word does not necessarily reflect the views of KKLA staff, management, or sponsors. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. Hey, listen, if you happen to call Steve Golden's office, let him know that Easy D said he's a praying attorney. And so feel free to ask him to pray for you and with you at any time, any place. That's a praying brother. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard uh, the calls uh, in the beginning of the broadcast, the first half of the show. Now we get into the second half. We're going to deal with some other uh, questions that are on the board here. Very, very interesting questions coming up. If you happen to call and you and we dropped your call, I wrote your questions down, but if you're inclined to call back, feel free to do so right now at one triple eight. LA Talks. That's one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. We got Brian Allen, um, Mama Rose's little boy, <laughs> uh, Daryl Easy D. Fulton, Professor Craig Hawkins, PCH. Listen, we want to get back to those uh, phone calls in a second, but PCH, I'm going to ask that. We've been talking about various subject matters, and we kind of begin the show with talking about the Word of God and what the Word of God is and appropriation of the Word of God. But there's some appropriation that we even alluded to in the beginning of the broadcast that if you don't do it, it has eternal consequences. Can you let the people know about that? Because I think that's the impetus of what we do, everything. Well, thanks, Daryl. Absolutely. You know what? I mean, the thinking person inevitably in life Unfortunately, often people, when they do think about it, generally when they're in some type of crisis, uh, the death or the extreme illness of a loved one of themselves or a financial crisis or, you know, what have you. But, you know, what am I, what's life all about? Why am I here? Where am I going? Is there a purpose? Is there a meaning? Is there a significance to life? And we're going to answer yes to all those things. That is yes to our answers. And and, and it may sound simplistic, but I'm going to argue from years of study and research that it is found in Jesus Christ. Not any Jesus, not just somebody named Jesus, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Jesus of the Bible, um, who said he was the Son of God, God the Son. He didn't just claim to be a, great, a teacher. He claimed to be the Son of God. He claimed to have divine power. And he claims that he uh, evidenced his claims. He didn't just say, I'm God, you're not. He said, look, I'll, I'll do things such as rising from the dead that nobody else can do, has ever done, or ever will do. This is how you know, if you will. This is my calling card. This is how you can vet me. This is my credibility. The signs and the miracles that he did, we told that, for example, in John chapter 10 um, and, and elsewhere. That's why we should believe on Jesus Christ. My friend, even if your life is going reasonably well, in fact, by all outward appearances, maybe it, it seems like you have the epitome of what one would want for a lifestyle in the world. But if you don't know God, there's an emptiness, there's a leanness to your soul, there's a void, there's 
something sometimes you can't quite put your finger on it, but you know something's missing. Something's not right, no matter what you've accomplished. Now, this is best-case scenario. If you've not accomplished what you set out to do in life um, and or other things happened and, and were, you don't feel that way at all, you know what I'm talking about, and, but so does the other person. That meaning, that something, that significance you're looking for is Jesus Christ. It's a personal relationship with God. You will never fill the emptiness in your life with sex, drugs, rock and roll, all the things. You can have one sexual partner after another. You can try to find fulfillment in marriage. And I'm not knocking marriage. Marriage is ordained by God. And children are a blessing from God. But they're never going to bring ultimate fulfillment and contentment to your soul. They'll never make you satisfied. The only thing that can satisfy you is God himself, because you were made to have fellowship with him. He's designed you that way. The only place you will find significance, the only way you will find purpose, is in God. Let me give you just kind of a, 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 a goofy example. i got a watch on, and it's a nice, pretty nice watch. My, my, uh, my, my wife and my, my daughter gave it to me um, a while back. Uh, and let's say I try to use this watch as a hammer. I say, you know, uh, it's a good watch, great watch, but, uh, but it could do so much more. So I'm going to use it as an oven mitt. I'm going to use it to get stuff out of an oven, you know, 500 degrees. So I'm going to try that. Um, or I'm going to use it as a hammer. Hopefully you'd go, Hawkins, what are you, a bonehead? I mean, no, that's not what that's for. Uh, you could use it for that, but it's not, it's not going to work well. You're going to end up burning yourself. You're going to break the watch in no time at all because it's not made to hammer things with. But, my friend, you're doing the same thing. As silly as my example was, you're trying to find fulfillment in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and other human beings, and whatever type of accomplishment, building a business, uh, be, uh, making a certain amount of money a year or in a decade or whatever. Those things are never going to make you happy. They're never going to work any more than my using my watch as a hammer is going to work out well. It's just not going to go well. My friend, quit running. Rest. Stop. Listen. Trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God says, come see, taste that the Lord is good. Trust in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Look, you've been trying to run your life for how many years now? Mm. How's that working for you, friend? <laughs> There's the old line. How's that working for you? Let, let God, let God run your life. Trust in Christ. Commit your life to Him. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not going to say things, you'll have no problems. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you will experience a joy and a peace and a righteousness that you've never known. You will experience a contentment and a fulfillment that you've never found in anyone or anywhere else. And it is only found in Jesus Christ. And not any Jesus, because it's just like ID theft is the fastest growing crime in the Western world. So the ID theft of Jesus has been a glaring crime for years. The true Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, trust in him, believe on him, and know right here, right now, he gives you life and that more abundantly. Eternal life is found only in him. Trust in him. Repent of your sins, of your, of your messing up like we've all done. Ask God for forgiveness and know he will receive you in Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Listen, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would love to hear from you. Brian and I would love to contact you back and let you you know how to get started in your most holy faith, connected to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Not that it will save you, but it will facilitate you growing in your most holy faith that you just accepted. So if you come to the family between now and uh, next week, we'll ask that you either call this number or send us an email by going to our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com, or simply call us at this toll-free number. It's a different number than a call-in for questions tonight. That number is 866 929 
2514-866-929-2514. And Brian or myself will get back with you uh, in regards to um, you accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, the most eternal thing you can do, the most consequential thing that you will ever do in your life this side of eternity. Ladies and gentlemen, one triple eight is the number, 528-2557 to call in, 888-528-2557. You can call in with your open honest question. We desire to give you a biblical response. I gave you our website. I'll give it again, Bible Info Brokers, whereby you can contact us by email question. And Brian's going to be reading an email question momentarily. So send us that email question. Navigate while you're on our site. Even uh, click on our Facebook page. You can send questions by that method as well. We want to send you to a central location of the Bible Info Brokers website, and you can navigate from there. Questions, all the information you need. Brian, let's honor an email question that we may have. Yeah, it comes from Yvonne. And it says, good evening. I am in the middle of a conversation with a Jehovah Witness male that, uh, that lives in Africa. He wants to know how Jesus can be God if he subjects himself to the Father and why the Scripture refers to the Father as being God and not Jesus. What would be the best way to explain these Scriptures to him? I was a Jehovah Witness for 34 years, and my heart always always held a special place for African Jehovah Witnesses. And now that I am, uh, now that I know the Watchtower is deceitful, uh, deceitful code, I want to be used by the Holy Spirit to wake them up, Yvonne. Yeah, praise God, boy, Yvonne. There's a uh, <clears throat> one, one one thing you have a lot is. Uh, Jesus does claim to be God in, in many places. Uh, but, you know, when they use a verse about being subject to one another, you know, Jesus being subject to the Father, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. He is subject. He is subject to him. But that has nothing to do with his nature, you know. Uh, you know, I'm the Bible talks about a oh, wife mm-hmm. is su- uh, subject to the sure, husband. Sure. Okay. They're still both human beings. Correct. Their nature is still the same. So it's the function that you're talking about that the relationship carries. Exactly. There. It it does it, it you know, uh, it's it's uh, not dealing with the nature nature or essence. It's just dealing with a position, mm-hmm. something positional. Um, I think they're talking about First Corinthians eleven three. But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of a woman, and God is the head of Christ. We're talking, the context is position. It has nothing to do uh, with their nature. Uh, I look at uh, Yvonne in the book of John. There's many places. Uh, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. You look at uh, John 20.28, 20, um, where uh, Jesus, uh, 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 Thomas, calls Jesus God, he says, uh, he says, touch here and believe. And he says, because Thomas, you believe, believed what? Believed that he was God. Thomas said, my Lord mm. and my God. Same author of John 1, 1 is still writing in John 20, 28. Thomas said to him again, my Lord and my God. Um, I look at, uh, gosh, Revelation. It was really powerful in, um, let me go there real quick. I think it's in chapter 22. Uh, in verse uh, in in verse seven, it says, "Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book." 
uh, verse 12 and 13, behold, I am coming quickly, okay, and my reward is with me to every to render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Only terms that that could uh, that uh, holds to God. And then it says, verse 20, yes, I come quickly. Yes, amen, come Lord Jesus. Uh, Craig, I know I always like to, I think it's Joel, uh, Joel 32, Craig. I mean, um, what's the passage in Joel, Craig, that's, that's related to Romans? Uh, Joel 232. 232. 232. 232. Uh-huh. Yeah, Joel 232 uh, and uh, Romans 10.9. Uh, that also applies in that, and you can see that in, in the actual Jehovah Witnesses uh, New World's translation, and so uh, cross-reference those two as well. So there's many, uh, uh, John, uh, ooh, uh, John, um, where Jesus says, uh, before Abraham was, uh, I am. And so uh, John, 8, John 8, 58, thanks, Craig. Uh, another passage, and what did they do? They went to pick up stones to, to kill him. Why would they want to kill him? Because he claimed to be God. I mean, and, and one thing I always said, you know, if the people back then understood what he was saying, why can't we understand mm. it? Why do we have to change it up? Okay, the fact is they went, they went to pick up stones uh, to stone them. Why? Because there's only five Jewish laws that, uh, that, that, that they could stone a person with, and one of them was blasphemy, claiming to be God. And that's what uh, Jesus said that he was God, and that's why they went to stone him. So there are many passages. Um, I, I had an outline. I don't think it's up on the website, Yvonne. Gotta get it back. If you, if you want, I can send you some information. Uh, I know the professor has some as well, uh, but I, I have a lot of stuff on the watchtower and uh, dealing with Jesus being God. And uh, so there's, there's many ways that you can, you can uh, talk to this gentleman. But it is good when you do talk to him that you're dealing with, you know, who Jesus is, because that's, that's the bottom line. It would be interesting to know how, what, it, what brought Yvonne out of the Jehovah Witness movement after being there for like 30-plus years, you said? Yeah, exactly. Yvonne, if you can, if you're up, you'd like to give us a call in, give us a call in. That'd be, that'd be good to know. Or even so. send us another email, give us additional information. Exactly. We appreciate that as well. Craig, do you want to add to that? Sorry, I do. Uh, yeah, a couple things, all great passages, but I want to use a couple of their arguments specifically that they use is it actually turned against them. But I need to point out, first of all, they, they misunderstand, intentionally or not, that we believe Jesus is fully human and fully divine. As being human, he is subject to the Father, um, because that was his role, to come as a suffering servant. And so, again, they ignore or they, they, they caricature our view. We believe Jesus is fully human, fully divine. He's not the Father, but he's just as divine has the same nature as the Father is, or the Holy Spirit. So you want to look at Romans 1, 1 through 3. Romans 1, 1 through 3, and Romans 9, 5 and 6. Romans 9, 5 and 6, two passages that teach both the full humanity and deity of Jesus. Second of all, they, well, they misunderstand that. Second of all, to be subject to someone does not mean that necessarily, as Brian said, that you're inferior to them. A wife could be subject to her husband, we're to be subject to one another. It doesn't mean we're inferior. Let me give you a passage that specifically teaches this. In Luke 2.51, we're told, I'll read it in the NIV, but the Greek text is better. I don't think it does the best job here. It says, he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. 
Actually, the word is subject. It's hupotasso, which would be transliterated H-Y or H-U-P-O-T-A-S-S-O, hupotasso, and it's the word to be subject to. So Jesus was subject to his mom and dad. Is he inferior to them? They don't even believe that. See, this is called reductio ad absurdum. What chapter is that in Luke, Craig? That's Luke 2, okay. 51. So they don't believe he's inferior to them, but here it says he's subject to them. So just because you're subject to somebody doesn't necessarily mean you're inferior to them, okay, uh, that are lesser than them. It does not follow. And then as Brian was pointing out, you know, and they're purple people eater, and they're kingdom in a linear, and Roman numerals like uh, 9, 10, 11, they pride themselves while they think their Bible's better, um, and it, it's not, but they think it's better than other New Testaments because they say whenever the divine name, the Tetragrammaton, the YHWH, or yod heh in Hebrew is used, if, it's, if a passage that has that in the Old Testament is quoted in the New Testament, then they will not use the word Lord, uh, but they will use Yahweh or Jehovah, if you will. But as Brian was pointing out, that's just what happens. And I have a free outline called Jesus is Jehovah or Jesus is Yahweh uh, on my website. You can get for free, no charge. Give them the site, please, Greg. Give them the site on that. Charge, uh, well, yeah, just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to the thecollegeoftheology.com, thecollegeoftheology.com. Okay. And now let me now let's go back to it. Again, Brian gave you this, but I just want to spell this out a little more. People need to hear this. They need to be aware of this line of reasoning um, because the Jehovah's Witnesses abuse it. They're not consistent with their own avowed views, and the Bible does, in fact, teach that Jesus is Yahweh. He's not the Father. He's not the Holy Spirit, but he has a divine nature just as the Father, just as Brian, Easy, and I are all human. I'm not easy. He's not me, but we're all human. So listen to this, if you will, in Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, starting verse 9. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why? For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the Scripture says. Now, when it says that the Scripture says, well, what's he talking about? This means he's going to be quoting now a passage from what we call the Tanakh, or the Old Testament. He's going to quote the Old Testament. As the Scripture says, anyone who trust in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Gentile, Jew, and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm. So Romans 10.13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, is quoting Joel 2.32. Joel, you can start in verse 30, but Joel 2.32. But if you go to Joel 2.32... You'll look in your Bible, look at it in English, Yvonne, look at it in English, and you'll notice that the word LORD is in all capital letters. So it's not capital L, then lowercase o-r-d. That would be telling you the word Adonai in Hebrew is being used. But that it's in all capital letters means it's the Tetragrammaton. This is God's name. God's not his name, it's a title like Prime Minister or President. God's name is Yahweh, if you will. We can talk more about that at another time. And so... In other words, God is speaking there. The Lord is speaking, right? If you will call upon the name of the Lord on Yahweh, you shall be saved. But this says, if you call on the name of Jesus, if you will, it's talking about Jesus, the Lord, you will be saved. Jesus is Yahweh. Jesus is Jehovah. 
So you're using their own argument against them. And I have a page of a number of these type of references. So here, <coughs> excuse me, there's one in Hebrews, another one in Peter, and I show you these and then how to use those. So what have we seen? That Jesus has two full natures, number one. And, and so, the, the, yes, in his human nature, he's subject to the Father. Point number two. And, and, one can be... And, and, yeah, can you give them Philippians 2, that uh, uh, Philippians uh, chapter 2, where it actually shows sure. what Jesus has two natures? Sure, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to do that, Brian, in just a minute. So point number two that we saw is that you can be subject to someone humanly, and it doesn't mean you're inferior. Again, Luke 2.51. And then last point that I made originally, third point, was as we see, uh, again, of course, in Romans 1, 1 through 3, Romans 9, 5, and 6, but it's specifically in Romans 10.13, quoting Joel 2.32, the divine name is used of Jesus. So that's a, a very powerful point. Uh, and now Brian would like me to share with you from Philippians chapter 2, um, which, uh, which is also very, very potent. Um, and so let me, let me turn there and, and give that to you as well. And so Philippians 2, Paul's talking about Christ, and he actually quotes from the book of Isaiah, another passage referring in context to Yahweh, and applies it to Jesus. By the way, let me just give this to you for time's sake. In Philippians uh, 2, 9 through 11, Philippians 2, 9 through 11, okay? You'll notice Philippians 2, 9 through 11 is actually quoting Isaiah 45, verses 21 and 24. It's quoting Isaiah 45, 21 through 24, and once again, that is Yahweh, that is Jehovah. And now what Brian's referring to is that earlier in Philippians, chapter 2, Paul's talking about how there needs to be unity in the church. Unity will only come through humility, and if you want to see an example of humility, Christ Jesus is the definitive example. And so he models humility, and so Paul tells us, your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus. Why? Who being in very nature God. Mm -hmm. So he notice, who being in very nature God, I'll read it in Greek in just a moment, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the mm. cross. So this is a powerful passage. I, I wish I had time to exegete it, but what I need to say is, as Brian pointed out earlier, it teaching the deity, the full deity, and the humanity of Jesus. And hopefully you can just see self-evidently the humanity, but why do we say the deity of Jesus? Well, because, um, let me get there in the Greek text, and the Greek text it tells us uh, regarding Jesus, has a morphe who parko literally would mean who being in very nature mm. God, who being in very nature God, being a b e i n g, so being remaining, not ceasing, existing in very morphe you the nature of the form of God. Jesus never ceased being divine, but he adds to his com his deity, if you will, the complex of attributes we call humanity or being human. So here it teaches the full two natures of Christ. 
And this is a powerful text, along with the other ones we shared with you. Now, we spent a fair amount of time, but Christians really should have been writing these down, or they need to listen to this broadcast again. I would, I would counsel them to when it's up on our website. And so you can be conversant with basic arguments like this for the full deity and humanity of Jesus. So with all due respect, Jehovah Witnesses butcher Scripture to fit their preconceived false theology. If they would simply come to Scripture and let it give them their theology, they would see the full deity and humanity of Jesus and would have to bend the knee and worship him as Lord and Savior. Yvonne, a couple things. Um, uh, you can go to our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, go to resources, and the Professor uh, Hawkins' website will be there. So yeah, if you lie, you just that. click on the link, and it'll take you right there, and you'll see it. Um, yeah, for everybody, if everybody goes on our website, Brian, if they go to the right-hand side, drop that menu down, it brings everything up, yep. resources like that. And then you can also uh, put in there contact, and you can uh, put your information in there, Yvonne, and, and I'll send you a couple papers as well that breaks down a lot of this stuff. So Great. There, there's just so much. Yeah, you know, Craig and Brian, we, we are going to go to other callers and still stand by uh, you guys, Annie and uh, Tammy, Salone, Dan, and everyone that called. And we actually, some calls dropped, but we're going to try to get to those questions. Craig, when you said it, it's so much there, like Brian said, I'm just looking at some of these Greek words and uh, the form, talking about, um, like, it's, I know that's the word metamorphosis coming. I can see the word all in there and how these things come out. So people really need to get a little bit deeper. And so if it's resources that we're uh, making available to the people who have Jehovah Witness friends, we have Mormon friends, they can get into their theology, use their own theology to to prove what the Bible says because of the bad theology and the teaching of their own material. That's what we're uh, trying to say, folks. The resources are available, and that's why we're on this, um, this um, broadcast. And, Brian, please let the people know before we go back to the callers how they can actually support the broadcast and also support the trip that Craig got coming up. Uh, we Hey, look, send more. Do like they did at the temple. When they was rebuilding their temple, people sent so much that they had to actually tell them to stop. We'll never get there. So, folks, keep giving because the more you give, the more Craig can take back and support the people in India and also uh, for the working of this broadcast. Yeah, definitely, Daryl. Thank you. And again, it all to me, it all boils down to spiritual warfare. Yeah. You know, the de- the devil hates our guts. I, I like the way Greg says that, and he does. He doesn't want to see uh, this ministry flourish. He wants to see us off the air. Uh, wants bad things happen to Craig overseas. Uh, so, first of all, pray for our ministry. Continue to pray for our ministry. Pray for uh, the Professor Hawkins' uh, trip uh, coming up in two three weeks. But. Uh, one way you can help support this ministry uh, and for us to continue to stay on air uh, is to, uh, one, pray for us, like I just said, and two, financially support us. How can you do that? You can go to the website, and you could go to uh, BibleInfoBrokers.com, click on support and donate, and you can give right online, uh, just the amount you want. And uh, what some people are doing, there, uh, they're putting like... Uh, a certain amount, and it goes half to for Craig's oh, trip yeah, and, sure, and half sure. for, for the ministry. If you want it just for the ministry, just leave it blank. Uh, if you want to split, just put on there split. If you want it solely to go to uh, the professor's trip, just put on there uh, uh, the professor's trip. And that it hit, hit enter, and it, we get the finances immediately and just helps out. Uh, so, again, just go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, click on uh, support and donate, and you can do it that way, safe and secure. Other people like to mail in their checks. They could do that. And uh, all they do is make uh, make their check out to LBTWBIB, and uh, you can send it to P.O. Box 90477, 
P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. And again, just mark on it. If you want it just to go to the ministry, just leave it, you know, just leave it, uh, nothing in the notation. It'll go right to uh, right to uh, uh, us. If you want the money to go to the prof- towards the professor's trip, you do that, or you can put on there 50-50 or however you want to do it. It's, it's between you and the Lord. And Building so, up yourselves, treasures in heaven. Exactly. So uh, definitely want to thank you in advance for your support and uh that's it let's get back to the phone calls one triple eight la talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven professor craig hawkins pch brian allen daryl easy fulton we want to get back to these calls and gentlemen let's go to let's go to tammy she's been holding on a minute uh, in los angeles tammy thanks for holding on and calling in oh thank you i really enjoy your program i've called in a few times before thanks for calling back in we really appreciate you because of you the, the program goes it's all about you guys Oh, thank you. I wanted to ask, because the program that's on before you is is a study program, but it's, I wanted to know, have you heard of Minister Witness Lee? Ah, I don't know, but I think Professor may have uh, heard of the Witness Lee. Professor, what do you know about Witness Lee? Yeah, I'm living in streams, yeah, and we do not support what they teach. Um, it, it's oh. incredible that they're on before us. It's just it's mind-boggling. I do not know how to say this. Um, If if you go online, there is Mm -hmm. an open letter to the local church, Mm -hmm. and uh, and and I'm one of the signatories uh, on that, uh, asking them to come clean about some of the things they teach and believe. They believe whenever they're president of town, all other churches are null and void. They are the only legitimate church. They have a number of practices that Witnessly got from Watchman Nee. And there are many problems with Watchman Nee's mystical theology. He was, uh, I don't doubt that he suffered for the cause of Christ in China. He spent mm-hmm. most of his life in prison. Uh, but he taught a number of things that are flat out incorrect and false. And oh. so if you'd like to, to, to get uh, an overview of, watch, uh, of Watchman Nee, Watchman Nee, go to Apologetics Index. Apologetics Index. Okay. Look under W, it's all alphabetical, under Watchmen, and you'll get that. And then they also have information on Witnessly in the local church. And so we have strong disagreements with the local t- church and what they believe and teach. Walter Morton wrote a section about them in one of his books called The New Cults. Um, hmm. uh, uh, they, they're very litigious. They've sued I don't know how many ministries and, and uh, people who disagree with them. They will go after them. And so one, we're very careful what we say, but we stand by what we say. Uh, unfortunately, Hank Hanegraaff put his imprimatur of approval upon them. Uh, uh, we did strongly disagree with that, and the proof is in their pudding. You can go online, read the letter and the specifics. You can just look under open letter to the local church. You'll find it. And then if you go and want more information on them and or Watchman Nee, uh, go to Apologetics Index, and you'll find plenty of materials that will, I believe, make the point for uh, what we're saying. Oh, gosh. See? The Holy Spirit knows how to lead you to find out truth. Amen. And I thank you very, very much. And I want to ask you, what do you think about the Life Application Bible, Study Bible? Well, I think it has some many helpful things to it. I think there are some, some really good principles there in helping you to, to do just that. Apply those 
uh, you know, to the, the great truths of Scripture to understand them better and then to, to apply them. That's what it's all about. It seems our, our key word tonight is appropriation, mm-hmm. of, 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 if you will, of the great truth. So I would be oh, very good. supportive in that sense. Okay, Tammy? Okay, thank yeah, t- you Tam- so much, and have a blessed trip. Tam- Tam- I'll be Tam- praying for you. Hey, Tammy, yes. before you go, yes. if you go to our website, uh, BibleInfoBrokers.com, go under mm-hmm. Resources, and under Favorite Links, the first one says Apologetics Index. That's the one the professor gave you. Oh, you just go. go just go right there, and you can look up uh, yeah. uh, Witness Lee. Absolutely. Okay. One more thing, if you don't mind. Yes. I'm, just, I'm just curious. What sure. prompted you to ask us about them? Was there something that you heard? Was it just... I'm just curious. No, they give away the... Um, recovery Bible? Yeah, Recovery Bible, but they also have a Recovery Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And I had asked them about that. And that's why before I... You have to purchase that one. It's $60, and it's it's a big Bible, I understand, with all the footnotes. And that's what led me to call you tonight. Mm. Okay. Because I usually fall asleep on you because I go to bed <laughs> with the chickens. <laughs> but I love listening to you. And we are not an archive so shows, too. That's what led me to call you, and I was able oh, to yeah. not wait too long. And, Tammy, just remember, you can, you, can watch, you can listen to our broadcast anytime. Just go to the website, look on their uh, archive radio broadcast, and listen to them any time of the day. Yeah, Brian almost made a big oh, mistake, good. Tammy. Brian almost made a big mistake talking about you can watch us, but we only have face for radios. <laughs> Trust me, we only have radio faces. No, Daryl has radio faces. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tammy. Okay, God bless all of you. Thank all right, you. God bless, bless you. you as well. 888 LA Talks. 888 LA Talks. 528 You can do like Tammy did and just call in. Listen, uh, guys, we got some questions I want to get back to, but before we do, I'm going to bring up Ann from the city of Los Angeles to deal with, a, I think, a very important question as I see it. And thanks for holding on and calling in. Yes. Um, God bless you all, and thank you uh, for taking my call. Very welcome. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, I will hold for several minutes to, you know, to speak with you guys. Well, you know what? That does. Look, Brian is just blushing over here. That's very nice. Because, we really appreciate that. With your because it's, it's really worth it. <clears throat> thank you. Here's, my, here's, here's the quandary that I'm in. Okay, you know, I'm a born-again Christian, and um, myself and my cousin, we all came up and feel the same way, you know, fundamental Bible teaching, okay? And I even I even attended Bible college. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're Pentecostal people. Now, um, here is my, uh, the difficult situation that I found myself in is that my friend and my cousin both are running or running after this man named um, called uh, a prof, uh, prophet Peter Popoff. He's this man that's like mailing people these uh, these vials of holy water or miracle water, uh, and even has he has his own program on on a cable station, and he also is on secular um, commercials during the day in the evening uh, where he's uh, got these people that supposedly had received this uh, uh, miracle water. And, you know, it's like these uh, line of black women coming up saying, oh, I received, you know, a check for $25,000 and I got this X amount of money and everything now. I watched his program, 
and the fr- I couldn't get I couldn't stand it beyond the first ten minutes because it was just ridiculous. Okay, um, this man didn't. Uh, he doesn't preach anything pertaining to you know the salvation of the soul or um, serving God or anything right, like right. that. It's just all about you know like treating God like he's some type of sugar daddy or something. <laughs> gotcha. <And, laughs> Uh, I, I would I would have uh, said it a little bit more raw than that, Tammy. <laughs> it's just I mean, really, I you know, it's sad. It's it's really sad. And, and, and how can we help you? People with, what? are eating this stuff. They eating this stuff of like Pac Man. Yeah, yeah. And how can we help you with uh, what's what's your question to us? Okay, well, I wanted to I wanted to be able to explain to them because they was like, well, uh, like give us a reasonable explanation why we shouldn't, you know, um, follow this man or, or, or at the very least call in and get the miracle water because, you know, once they start, when they start talking about, you know, money, houses, cars, and things, 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 things that you will not take with you when you take your last breath. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Tell me what uh, I'm gonna do. Tell me I'm gonna have a professor address your issue. I'm gonna not take you off there. I'm gonna put you on hold. I hear something beeping in the background that's causing a, a screaking sound on our on well, our I, airways. Well, I can take I can take the I don't take the answer and everything off. Oh, know, okay. Off, no, no uh, worries. We just wanna make sure you get all your thoughts out there, and then we wanna get into the answer for because we wanna post a yeah. in a broadcast. I just need a way to you know uh, sure. explain to them uh, sure. according to scripture why they shouldn't right. get involved with this thing. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and I am going to take, go ahead and take you off. Then I appreciate the call, Ann. Really do. Okay. God bless. Thank you, gentlemen. You know, yeah, I'm going to let you know Craig. Uh, you know, start this one off. But I do want to read a passage in in Second Timothy chapter four. We've you know we talk about this. For the time will come when they will not endure yep. sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. What is that again? Second what? That's Second Timothy chapter four verses uh, uh, three, and Craig, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Brian. And, and I would quote as well Second Peter two, verse three. And their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Yes. Um, he's a money grubber. He's going after people's money. I'm not going to mince words here. It's disgusting. So, Anne, you, you're 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 getting it. You you see clearly what's going on and. He, he, he preys on people who mean well, who maybe love, really love God, and uh, but, you know, you hear him saying, wow, you can get all these blessings financially and otherwise. So he belongs to what's called the Word Faith Movement, which is a false theology, and you can find a lot of information. I'm going to give you some specifics in just a moment, uh, but you can go, if you have Internet access, to Apologetics Index, which we just mentioned several times already, mm-hmm. and you can look up Peter Popoff. Look under P's, of course, Peter Popoff, and you'll find a section on him. He was actually busted a number of years back, so let me give you some specifics. He was ripping people off. He got caught doing it. He was um, claiming that God was giving him a word from the Lord, that God was speaking to him via revelation directly. And so he'd say, oh, so-and-so, there's somebody named uh, you know, Martha here, and uh, you have a lower back problem, you have a slipped disc or whatever. And he'd feel like, What? And they really thought that, you know, God was speaking to him. But what was happening, it was either his wife and or someone on his team, he had a little microphone, a little uh, receiver in his ear, and they, 
they had interviewed people on the way in. And uh, so on the way into his little crusades or little conventions or whatever you want to call them, they would interview them and they would like get their names and what, what they were there for, if they had a health problem. And then he, they would relay that information to him, and then he would do this. This is actually on video. And, and he would act as if God was giving mm. him the information when, in fact, it was his wife and or his own people doing that. Another thing is, for example, so let's say come, somebody comes in. <clears throat> now, they, they might not even have had a sore leg, but let's just say they're having a little trouble walking, they're tired or, or older, or, or maybe they have a minor problem, but they can walk. And they, they would give them a wheelchair and say, oh, no, no, here, tell you what. Here, let me, you, you shouldn't have to walk. Why don't you, why don't you sit in this wheelchair and we'll, just, we'll push you right up to the front. And so you can get a good seat and, you know, and it'll be easy on you. And then what he would do is he, they'd get their name and then maybe whatever they thought might be wrong with them. And then he would call them out and then he would come over and, of course, pull them out of the wheelchair and then they would walk. And then it looked like, wow, see, they couldn't walk when they came in here and now they can. It's a scam. He's ripping people off. It's wrong. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, well, in the name of God, it's bad enough to rip anybody off for any cause in any name. Sure. But to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is just disgusting. So I, I'm glad your spiritual antennae are up and you, you somehow you knew something's wrong. And I just told you a lot of it. You can find videos of this stuff where they taped him doing this stuff. And also you can go to Apologetics. That's A P O. L E G T I C S index, just like it sounds, I N D E X dot org, and you can find more information on him and why we would not uh, recommend that people listen to him or let alone send any money to this guy. Let me give you, uh, just uh, make it easier, just go to BibleInfoBrokers.com. Oh. Go on to resources, and under favorite links, the very first one is Apologetics Index. Just click it, and it'll take you right there. Yeah, folks, we're trying to just centralize everything for you, and we do it when we get these resources. Uh, and we, we appreciate you doing it that way. It is really easy to do. But also, gentlemen, we had some callers that called in. Again, like I said, the questions we're not going to be able to get to tonight, but we'll take the questions that hung on. But they were really excellent questions, and if I can chime in some of the questions with the other ones that's left, I'll do so. But we have about uh, 15 minutes left. And the broadcast is one triple eight LA Talks one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Brian gave you the uh, website Bible Info Brokers. You can actually send us a question by email, as we dealt with some email questions earlier. Uh, we can do it from there. Bible Info Brokers for email questions, and you can also navigate to Facebook and send us questions that way as well. Let's go right now to. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. And Torrance is a Saloni. A Saloni. Yes. That's right. So, thanks for calling in, and we have. Um, uh, want to take your question? I don't have a question. I just have a sad, quick comment. Okay. Um, and looking at what was happening with the water and all down in, in the Florida area, mm -hmm. it reminded me so much of of the Lord when He's in chapter first, first Thessalonians chapter four sixteen, mm -hmm. when He's coming. You know, and um, so many people are not going to expect Him because of the way the, their own lifestyle. Sure. And there was this one family that the governor had been telling everybody to get out, get out, get out, and they couldn't help them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm talking fast, but uh, this couple decided to stay. Right. And then at the last minute, they decided they needed to get out. It was too late. No mm. airplanes flying or nothing. And they had to hunker down on all this water in their home. And it just brought back to my memory 
uh, the, the virgins who five went away and came back too late. It was just too late. And so many people are going to be walking around and going to miss us. It's going to be too late for them. And I just wanted yeah. to share that. Really appreciate that, uh, Saloni. Appreciate your call. You know, uh, guys, that we, we deal with the issue and deal with the issue from the standpoint of faith. Because what Saloni just talked about, people have to believe we gave the gospel message earlier in the broadcast. And please, folks, take an opportunity to go on the archive uh, broadcast and you'll be able to get a whole show and click on there. We're going to get sophisticated enough to even put the times there, Brian. I'm working on something where we can put the times on us. I'm like a type in a word or something and bring up the subject matter. We're not there yet, but, you know, we're trying to get there. Let's go to our good friend Dan in South Bay. Uh, Dan, thanks for holding on and calling in, brother. Hi. Hey, Dan, how you doing, hey, sir? Hey, Dan. Real good. Maybe we should pray for all those people down there with the hurricanes. Well, we definitely, think, def definitely can and will do that. Okay, before the end of the show, I'd suggest it. Okay, my sure, question has to do with, and hi, guys, but uh, my question has to do with uh, Sikhism. You're going to India. The first the first group, is, uh, most is Hindus, then, uh, I guess, uh, Islam, and then third would be Christian. There's Buddhist, but there's also Sikh. I'm running into, I'm running into a lot of Sikhs here, and if you could go over that a little bit nutshell it and and then how do you have any resources how to witness to them pc did you get dan's question in regards to seek and i think how's that spell? i believe it's spelled what yeah yeah s-i-k-i-s-m okay yeah. Something like close to it yeah, Sikhism is, uh, is a mixture, actually, of Hinduism and of Islam. And so they're, they're often looked down to by Orthodox or more uh, Hindus, and they're not accepted by, um, by, by certainly by Muslims. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. and, it's, and you'll find them throughout India, but particularly Central India and actually in the northwestern section, in Punjab, for example, uh, the Golden Temple, which is one of, if not their main temple, uh, but they have temples in Delhi, for example. I've been there, and so on and so forth. And so they hold a number of things. Um, the key issue, uh, they would actually hold the reincarnation. So clearly, that's not a uh, that's not a um, not a uh, come on Muslim view, but it is uh, it is certainly in accord with Hinduism. So it's a mixture uh, of. Um, of, of Hinduism again, and uh, excuse me, and uh, Islam. Well, yeah, Buddhism actually is well represented as well. They're actually in Hare Krishna's uh, is there, uh, Baha'ism is there. Uh, India is a real mix, eclectic mix of religions and isms and whatnot. It actually has one of the largest Muslim populations, even though they're also they split originally from, of course, from Pakistan and Bangladesh over this issue when Gandhi was alive. Um, but twenty six percent. Yeah, so. So yeah, so at any rate, and when you're talking at least 1.2 billion people, that's a that's a hefty number. Uh, so at any rate, Islam, yeah. yeah. So at any rate, Sikhism only started about 15 around the 1500. Yeah, it goes back a, a little bit. I think it's actually a little bit earlier than that. But at any rate, yeah. So so at any rate, so it's really dealing with the issues of of reincarnation. Uh, how is one saved? What what is salvation all about? And uh, so on and so forth. So those are key issues. There's a number of really good tracks. Uh, there's a number of good books. Rose Publications, they have a book on world religions, and, uh, and in that track, uh, it's a laminated track, uh, fold out, like 16 pages, fold out. Um, uh -huh. 
they have a section on Sikhism. That's very helpful. In any of the decent books on world religions from a Christian perspective, the ones by Mathers and Nichols, for example, uh, they have a good section on Sikhism as well. Um, but Rose Publication has some other literature as well dealing with Sikhism. So really, of course, again, who, who is salvation? Who is Jesus? And, and of course, reincarnation is the idea of good works, working off your negative karma, whereas the Bible is very clear that reincarnation is not the case because is appointed unto man once to die, right? And then the judgment, once and only once, the Greek word kahapax, H-A-P-A-X. You find that in Hebrews 9.27 uh, as an example. Uh, so at any rate, yeah, there are a number of Sikhs here in America. I, I know quite a few, and I've encountered, you know, had dialogues with many here. Um, so yeah, you, it really is. But So really, if, if you're equipped to deal with the, those like New Agers who hold the reincarnation or just standard Hindus, again, the, although they're a mixture of, of Hinduism and Islam, you're able to deal with that, Dan. That would be the key issue. So how is one saved, and who is Jesus? Is he one of a bazillion avatars, not the ultimate one, uh, or is he indeed the, the ultimate truth? Hey, Dan, we're gonna, we are going to pray uh, towards the end of the broadcast, but we got about four other questions we want to get to right now. So we appreciate your uh, last, phone call, brother. Last thing, we, in, in India, it seems like all of the religions are all a blend of Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, and uh, maybe a little Islam thrown in, but they all seem to be, you've got Jainism and, and mm -hmm. the Sikhism, yeah, and all of them seem to have a lot of the same blend. Sure. Almost talk, like talking to New Agers here. They've got yogi, the yoga yeah. stuff is in there too, and they all got gurus. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of ashrams, which are you know spiritual communes, if you will, spiritual centers, um, and so on and so forth. And it's, I tell you, one of the saddest things I see is when I'm over there. Um, I see a lot of Westerners over there, you know, kind of like quote unquote looking on truth, going for some type of pilgrimage to find mm -hmm. truth, and it's like. My friend, you didn't need to come here to find it. You're not going to find it here. Amen. That's right. Hey, Dan. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Thank brother. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks. it. Hey, Craig, Craig, quick, quick, quick question. Um, you know how, uh, for those that are practicing Christianity in the countries that you go to, a lot of them, they go to jail, some are killed. Um, does that also uh, go for those that are, are the preaching uh, or for Jehovah Witnesses, or for Mormons, or for other uh, uh, other non-Christian religions, if they're if they're yeah. caught teaching th uh, anything outside of, let's say that that country's uh, main religion, are they also in prison just like a Christian? Well, I want to be careful. It's it's not that often that a Christian is jailed in, in India. Uh, you can be. That's more Bhutan and Myanmar and and whatnot. Um, but in the northeastern section of India, it's real rough. There, there are pockets, there are major states, such as many in northeastern India and in the uh, central east of India, where there's real strongholds of fundamentalist Hinduism, and you can really get yourself in trouble. And I have friends who are attorneys and ministers uh, who've got you know uh, testimonies and pictures of people who were beat by the police and whatnot, and so on and so forth because of their faith. Where if you go to Kerala, which is the very uh, one state in the very uh, southwestern end of India, it's predominantly Christian. Nagaland is predominantly Christian up in the northeastern section. So, it, but if you go to the northwestern again, Punjab, and that on the border of uh, Pakistan, 
you're going to find Sikhism. Is, it's, it's in Delhi as well, but it's real heavy uh, on, on Sikhism and, then, of course, Islam. So, it really, Brian, it depends where you are, what state you're in, and what, what city you're in. Gotcha. You can find yourself in big trouble, but definitely you can't do this. You will go to jail in Bhutan and Myanmar. You'll definitely get yourself in trouble. So it just depends. But I do know pastors in that whose churches have been burned down, and they've been persecuted, and uh, that does happen, though. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. You know, guys, we have some questions that were excellent questions came up from a guy named Michael is asking about uh, faith and dealing with the the earth and will it be there. We had questions from another gentleman that was dealing with the idea about um, this 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 earth and what's going to happen. Does God? Why does God want everything done in faith? It seemed like to him. But the question I want to ask right now, Craig, and leading to the prayer towards the end of the broadcast that we that we should do for the uh, the hurricane victims. Uh, you know, my God family out in all those areas is this and this coming from um i believe the gentleman name was ken from gardena and he said how do you pray in god's will when we talk about prayer we're talking about praying for the hurricane uh, uh victims and people that are suffering through these various uh tragedies and the people that's going through what you're going through uh craig out there in india how do we pray in god's will and then let's pray out well, it literally is that. You're praying His will be done. So we can make suggestions. We can say, boy, I, God, I'd like to see you do this, but it's always, but if it's Thy will. In other words, God, You're the final filter. It's Your will. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be silly, it's, but literally praying God's will is, God, Thy will be done. And so you're not demanding. You're not going to go out to demand list. Okay, God, here it is. You better give it to or else. It is, uh, I'm petitioning for these things, I'm intervening, I'm interceding, I'm supplicating you for these matters, for these people, but I do leave it in your hands, Father. You know, you know, you do know what's best. And even when we, uh, the simplicity of that, yet the profoundness of it, at the same time, God has gotten on cases of people, especially in the Old Testament, with various kings, various, especially his people, when they don't come to him first. We, we, we go to our natural resources. We go. I'm not saying that we shouldn't go to the doctor and things like that. I'm not saying right. we shouldn't do those things. But God even has a tendency of getting on our case first. If we got this great, big, awesome God, why wouldn't we put in our request, our supplication to ask specifically for what we want? And then uh, uh, um, I'm using the word filter that with God, your will be done. Yeah, and that's First John 5, you know, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have. If we ask anything in accord with his will, we yes. know that he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have our petition, that which we requested from him. Give and me 10 seconds, Brian, then I'm going to pray us out and we'll be done with the broadcast. No, just, I, I, I like what, you know, the Apostle Paul, we told the Apostle Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient for thee. PCH, any last thoughts before I pray us out? Uh, no, I just want to encourage people to be serious about the Word of God. And uh, again, thank you for those of you who are prayerfully going to support me in this trip of uh, ministering and teaching uh, these pastors and Christian leaders and have contributed financially. You're going with me, and uh, I'm going to show you what's, what, what is being done over there. And it's, it is awesome to see the Spirit of God mightily at work in India, parts of India, Myanmar, and other nations around the world. And we'll put some of the pictures uh, when Craig gets them to us to the, uh, on, our, yeah, on, I, our, I, on I will, our website, on our on Facebook page. Assume my phone to work, Brian. I'll be sending them over, you know, not at the very end of the trip, but throughout the trip so people can see. Yeah, we'll put them on our Facebook page. And we, since we only have 45 seconds left, gentlemen, I would say this in our prayer, our closing prayer for 
all the victims and all the people that's going through the, the tragedy of the, um, the weather. I'm just going to simply ask the Lord protect, Lord heal, Lord give comfort to those that are lost, and I'm going to ask you, Father, to do it in your name's sake, for your, for your sake, and in your name, by your will, be done. We thank you. In behalf of Brian, Andy, Craig, and myself, Daryl Easy D. Fulton. Yes, I'm Mama Grace, Big Daddy, Baby Boy. Mama Rose, Baby Boy, we'll see you next week. Craig, we'll see you next week, Lord willing. Amen. God bless. Amen.